0: Welcome, listeners, but take heed. We will say whatever we need to share our knowledge, thoughts, and joy, and even things that do annoy. So join us now, but be aware we have a tendency to swear. We'll dial it back a little bit,
1: but frankly,
0: we don't give a shit.
1: Welcome to Just Keep Rolling, a Harry Potter book, movie, compare, and contrast podcast. I'm Katie, and that little bumblebee over there is Helen. That's me. I'm Ellen, and this is my cohort, Katie. Sup, bitches? Katie's to my left. Ellen's to my right. Stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> That's the cheerleader in her, folks. I'm n- I was never a cheerleader. I don't know why that just happened. I'm Katie, and the dancing cream filled donut next to me is Ellen. Dancing cream. Young and sweet, only
0: 100 calories. <laughs> Because we ate a lot of donuts We did eat
1: a lot of fucking donuts The clown to the left of me is Katie The joker to my right is Ellen And here you are Stuck Stuck in in the the middle middle with with us us.
0: And while we have you here Let's roll right into the rolling rehash Last week we finished Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone Talking about chapter 17 The Man with Two Faces In it, Harry's scar Gives him hairballs Snape is a good guy? Voldemort would be a great ventriloquist, and Quirrell is the leapfrog champion of 1992. Harry reflects on how to keep the stone away from Quirrell, and comes face to face with Voldemort, who is once again thwarted by a child. Dumbledore explains everything, unless you are watching the movie, in which case he totally doesn't. Harry gives Ron and Hermione the rundown about the stone, unless you are watching the movie, in which case He totally doesn't. Hagrid is beside himself with guilt for telling Quirrell how to get past Fluffy, unless you are watching the movie, in which case he totally doesn't. Dumbledore pulls a Ronsky feint, pretending to let Slytherin win the House Cup before pulling 170 points for Gryffindor out of his ass. The school year has ended. Notices are given out reminding students not to use magic, though for fun, Harry decides not to mention that to the Dursleys. He is going home, but not really.
1: During episode 17, Quirrell is an asshole, our Potter pondering was, what do you think Voldemort would see in the mirror of Erised?
0: At least 70% of the responses suggested he would see himself with a nose. Sure. My husband even went as far as to Photoshop a Groucho Marx nose (laughs) onto a picture of him. (laughs) Several other people took it a step further and suggested that he would also see himself with a full head of hair, Along with the nose.
1: (laughs) A lot of people suggested he would see power and or eternal life as well as a dead Harry. TJ thinks he would see himself as a
0: little boy being held by his mother and a supporting father standing next to him. He became evil because his mother wasn't powerful enough to stop death, so he became obsessed with how powerful he could get to prevent death. And he pretended to be a pureblood because he was ashamed of his father who abandoned his mother. Throughout the series, there are parallels between Tom and Harry. Harry saw his family looking back at him, and I think Tom, deep down, would have seen the same. All of Tom's actions can be traced back to his abandonment.
1: I like that a lot. Uh, Along those same lines, though, Ashley pointed out that she thinks that if he was loved as a kid and his father cared for him, he wouldn't have turned out that way. So, as a child, he would have seen a loving family. Jessica responded to her comment pointing out that because he was conceived by a love potion, he is unable to love and would have turned evil no matter what as an adverse effect of the potion.
0: Yeah, a lot of people called him a sociopath, but several people did humanize him quite a bit with this question. April said she thinks he would see his mother loving him. Think if Marope had lived and cared for him. He may have been a different person. My mother can't have been a witch. If she was, she wouldn't have died. These suggestions do make me wonder what he would have been like if his mother had not have died, but I also keep hearing Hagrid's voice in my head about him not being human enough, and wonder if that was merely because he had split his soul so much. He was quite the cruel kid, too.
1: But would he have been had he not been in the orphanage?
0: Who knows? Get it? Knows? Because Voldemort knows no knows.
1: Oh my fucking god, really? Uh Uh-huh. On that note, let's just keep rolling. Our trivia question was,
0: The Philosopher's Stone makes reference to crumpets. What are crumpets called in the Sorcerer's Stone? If you knew that a crumpet is an English muffin, then you knew more than I did when I decided on that trivia question.
1: (laughs) And drumroll, please. Dave B. Quincy! ending (laughs) Ending his streak at eight weeks... Congratulations, Dave, you did the impossible. This has been such a fun competition between the
0: two, and I don't expect it to die down any time, just because Quincy's streak was
1: interrupted. Though Quincy would like us to believe that he conceded this week. He posted on our he posted on our patron page that since he reached his eighth streak goal, he's decided to let others have a fighting chance at the trivia questions. He said, So I guess I'm saying Mischief Managed, and specifically tagged Dave in the post. Dave responded in kind,
0: saying, Veritaserum has determined that the truth is that you are scared and are giving up because you know you are going to lose. It's cool. We all know Gryffindor's fake caring about others' feelings, and it's really about your fear of failure. You know there will be no It's My Birthday charity this week like was given last week. Oh,
1: damn. Them's fighting words.
0: And he wasn't done. Dave also went on to say, When Quincy sees a Boggart, it looks like him knowing he's gonna lose.
1: Oh, amazing. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the trivia question this week. Dave? Quincy? Or someone new? Who knows? Get it? I'm doing a callback. Is that what it is? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. We're going to just keep rolling into episode 18. This one doesn't focus on a chapter since we finished the first book, but instead we are going to highlight our favorite moments from the episodes covering the first book and the differences between the Sorcerer's Stone and the Philosopher's Stone. We went
0: through the Philosopher's Stone that my friend Jay bought me while he was in Edinburgh and compared it to the American audiobook with Jim Dale. We also used the list on the Harry Potter lexicon that compared the differences from the first edition hardcover books for each.
1: Overall, differences between the Philosopher's Stone and Sorcerer's Stone are predominantly just language and grammatical differences between British English and American English words. Interestingly enough,
0: this episode made me realize that when they published the American version of the illustrated Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, they actually used the British version and just changed the title.
1: I mean, honestly, at this point, if they're un-Americanizing everything else, they should just call it the Philosopher's Stone and leave it at that. I agree. The Philosopher's Stone
0: versus the Sorcerer's Stone. Most obvious difference, as in it's the freaking title. Right. You know. We're going to go through each chapter and just list off the differences for you and where Mm -hmm. they came from, and then we're going to be sharing our favorite moments from the previous episodes along with those chapters. So, chapter one... The Boy Who Lived. When Vernon Dursley takes a break from work for lunch, he goes to buy a bun. In the American version, it's at the bakery. In the British version,
1: it's at the baker's opposite. Hmm. When Dudley learns a new word, in the American version, it's "won't," and in the British version, he learnt a new word, and it was "shant."
0: I'm not gonna lie. I love the idea of a toddler saying shant rather than won't. Right? This is, this is why I want my baby to be British. I guess I can't blame you there.
1: Yeah, it's so cute.
0: During the news report about all of the strange things that had been happening, the American version refers to the newscaster, whereas the British version refers to the newsreader.
1: Later on, when Vernon is asking Petunia about her sister, talking about the weird things and people around and wondering if they might have actually been wizards or witches he refers to her sister's crowd in the american version and her lot in the british version because of course vernon can't actually say such dirty words like wizards or witches right it's gotta be crowd and lot so it's her crowd or her lot
0: yeah when we get to the part with dumbledore and mcgonagall he offers her his favorite muggle suite which in the American version he calls a lemon drop, but in the British version he calls it a sherbet lemon.
1: Sherbet lemon. We don't have those here. We have lemon drops, so it makes sense. When Hagrid arrives at the Dursleys bringing little baby Harry in the beginning, he arrives on a motorcycle in the American version and a motorbike in the British version, which he borrowed from young Sirius Black. Also, they gave this great description of Hagrid
0: being huge, Mm -hmm. and they described his hands... To be the size of trash can lids in the American version, but dustbin lids in the British version. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the end of chapter one differences. Mm-hmm. So we'll go into some of our favorite moments from episode one.
1: It's just magic. Right? right? Why start with boring shitty people when you can start with magic? He's
0: either insane or motherfucker's a wizard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then they
0: follow that up with... A cat transforming into a person. Yeah. like
1: it, bitch is a witch. <laughs> the magic is real. The magic is totally real Abigail. Chapter 2: The Vanishing Glass. In Dudley's photographs, he is described as looking like a beach ball wearing different colored bonnets in the American version. And of course it says different colored bobble hats in the British version.
0: In those pictures, one of them he's at a fair and it features him riding a carousel. Mm-hmm. In the American version, but a roundabout in the British version. Oh, roundabout, roundabout. <laughs> I always called them roundabouts, but I'm talking about the thing that the car spins
1: around. Mm-hmm. When Aunt Petunia wakes Harry up, oh so gently and lovely guess. Oh, yeah. basically, ah, mm-hmm. yeah, not at all and rude and bitchy.
0: Harry, and what would
1: you expect from true? But Harry, a bag of assholes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Harry hears her get a frying pan out to cook the bacon, and she starts banging it on the stove in the American version, but the cooker in the British version. Hmm.
0: They also make reference to Harry being Dudley's favorite punching bag in America, but his favorite punch bag
1: in Britain. Sure. Harry's glasses are held together with scotch tape in the American version, and it's cello tape in the British version. Which side note? I wish they would have kept that in because they kept, would have kept it as cello tape. Because in America we don't say cello tape. But later on, when Ron's trying to fix his wand in book two in in Chamber of Secrets, he uses spellotape. Right. It's punny.
0: Yeah. And I think we actually do know it as cello tape, but we're lazy Americans, so we just shortened it to tape. It's too many. Never,
1: si- it's too many syllables. I've never heard it as cello tape. But scotch
0: tape. tape is a brand. Yeah, scotch is a brand. So, I mean, if anything, they could have just said tape. But honestly, cello tape makes it funny because of the pun. I agree with you there.
1: Yeah, I wish they would have kept it in. I just, I had to add that because it just, it irritates me. <laughs> Another difference that, I, th- I feel like most people already
0: know the difference here, but not all because there was all of that confusion with... people thinking that mcgonagall was filch's mother and yeah we'll talk more about that when we get to that point but it's mommy versus mummy or mom versus mum
1: yeah
0: and the first mention of it is when petunia's like dinky diddy dums, don't cry mommy or mummy won't let him spoil your special day (laughs) and then it's also mentioned anytime the weasleys are talking about molly
1: yeah which makes sense that's their mother that's their (laughs) mum. Yeah, and when they're listing off different presents that Dudley has received, um, in the American version he receives a video camera, and in the British version it's a cine-camera, which makes sense, cinematic camera. And he also gets a VCR in the American version and a video recorder in the British version, which, again, they make sense. They're just (laughs) different ways to say it.
0: Along those same lines when they're talking about the different places that they've gone for dudley's birthdays in the past they make reference to hamburger restaurants and movies in the american version but hamburger bars in the cinema in the british version mm-hmm.
1: i still think it's weird i've never called it a hamburger restaurant
0: no we really call them burger joints because like i said yeah. lazy americans too right. many syllables <laughs> They also mention hamburger bars or restaurants again in Chapter 5 when Hagrid's taking Harry to the Leaky Cauldron to get to Diagon Alley.
1: Okay. When Petunia cut off all of Harry's hair, she left his bangs in the American version, but his fringe in the British version to hide that horrible scar. Which I can only imagine how hideous that haircut must have been. Oh, God. (laughs) So bad.
0: (laughs) But probably not as hideous
1: as the sweater
0: or jumper oh. that she tried to force over Harry's head. In the American version, it was a revolting old brown sweater, but the British version was a revolting old brown jumper.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Molly also gives her kids and Harry a sweater or a jumper
1: yes. for Christmas. Yeah. Everybody wants a Weasley sweater. Right. Everybody. Or a Weasley jumper. A Weasley jumper. (laughs) Mommy, have you seen my jumper? (laughs) Yes, dear, it was on the cat. (laughs) Anyway. Also, that revolting old brown sweater or jumper of Dudley's had orange puffballs in the American version or orange bobbles in the British version. Which really
0: does sound hideous. Yeah. So it's
1: understandable that Harry...
0: Accidentally, magically shrank it and shrank it and shrank oh, right. it until it was small enough to fit a hand puppet in the American version <laughs> and a glove puppet in the British version.
1: That was an excellent segue. I well, thank you. Well done. When Uncle Vernon gets pissed off, as he is wont to do, it is mentioned that his face turns a beet color in the American version, but they refer to it as beet root in the British version which i mean it's the same thing
0: it is the same thing but again we are too lazy to say beetroot no. so we say beet. i don't want to add a whole extra syllable right? screw that the last one for this chapter is when vernon is forced to buy harry a cheap lemon ice pop in the american version at the zoo but it's an ice lolly in the british version which honestly, if you're trying to Americanize this one, it should have said popsicle,
1: right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because like we don't call them ice pops; they're they're popsicles. popsicles. They're whatever.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Moving on, we will now go into our favorite moments from episode two. Vernon just looks like a big old bag of assholes. But I also think that Vernon is supposed to look like a bag of assholes because Vernon is a bag of assholes. Vernon is
1: definitely a bag of assholes. <laughs> That's his new name. Bag I'm of sorry. assholes. Bag of assholes. I'm, I'm cool with that. When that glass vanishes, and Dudley just goes, you know, ass over apple cart into that, into <laughs> that snake enclosure, you're just like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Bag of assholes grabs him by the hair.
0: Yeah. And, like, sh- like, not by not the hair. Like, the top of the head, yeah. too. That's
1: That shit's painful. Yeah. I mean. We say that like it's happened to us often. I mean. I can imagine. I I'm not saying that there's a right way to pull hair, but there's <laughs> there's a right way to pull there's, hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and let's top just, of the head is not the right way. Just
1: keep rolling. Let's just keep. Fiona Shaw as Aunt Petunia banging on the door and being a banging being on a the door bitch. Um, Mrs. Bag of Assholes. Mrs. Bag of Assholes. Madam Bag of Assholes. Lady Bag of Assholes. Lady... Mademoiselle Bag <laughs> of Assholes. <laughs> Make that sound as classy as it can. Yes. Yes, dame bag of assholes. (laughs) And chapter three, the letters from no one. When Harry is told he'll be going to the local school, Stonewall High, instead of the same school as Dudley, it is referred to as a public school in the American version and a comprehensive school in the British version. Upon hearing the click of the
0: mail slot in the American version or the letterbox in the British version, Vernon tells Dudley to go get the mail in the American version and the post in the British version. Of course, Dudley tells him to make Harry get it, and Harry gets stuck fetching it.
1: In reference to Vernon's sister, who has sent a postcard from the Isle of Wight, the American version says that she is vacationing, and the British version says she is holidaying, which is very weird to say.
0: That is that is holidaying.
1: Holiday, yeah. That's I, weird. I actually Either like vacationing. One but
0: I like saying I'm going on holiday. I like, yeah. But holidaying. Yeah. I'm holidaying. That one's not as, doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Vacationing sounds
1: weird too, though. So there's that. But it
0: rolls off the tongue okayish. Yeah. Now, of course, this is the part where Harry gets his letter and Vernon freaks out and tries to stop him from getting more letters and block all of everything and eventually just ends up completely running away from it. Mm -hmm. And so he has them all pile in the car and they're speeding towards the highway in the American version, but the motorway in the British version. Mm
1: -hmm. And every now and then Vernon would drive in the opposite direction, which in the American version was called a sharp turn. But in the British version, it was a sharp turning. And then in addition to all of his
0: random sharp turns or sharp turnings, he would drive to random places, stop the car, get out look around, shake his head, get back in the car, and start driving again. (laughs) And one of the places that he did this, in the American version, was a multi-level parking garage. In the British version, it was a multi-story car park. Hmm.
1: The rations that Vernon had for their stay on the rock out at sea, along with four bananas, was a bag of chips, in the American version, or a packet of crisps. In the mm. British version,
0: I'm not gonna lie. I, I really want to start calling chips crisps. <laughs> I've been listening to another book that's British that
1: mm-hmm.
0: has made reference to crisps several times, and
1: I'm just like, I like crisps. crisps. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have our favorite moments from episode three. In a perfect world. In what? a perfect world. Yes,
0: <laughs> where the Ideally. movies are six
1: hours long and or longer. Uh, yes. <laughs> where there's three bathroom breaks involved and... Unless you have a teacher's superpower and can hold it. Well, there's... Yeah. I got gypped in superpowers, but it's handy at times. Some are born with greatness. (laughs) Some have greatness thrust upon them, and some can just hold their pee for a really long time. Not all heroes wear capes. (laughs) For Harry,
0: trying so hard to get these letters that his aunt and uncle are doing everything to keep away from him, what on earth did he think right in these letters (laughs) yeah exactly like i just i like to imagine him just being like i've made a lot of weird things happen and you know my uncle says there's no such thing as magic and maybe i'm a wizard yeah (laughs) nah nah (laughs) can't be that find the corresponding post about it and comment underneath it with the answer and the code word pink umbrella
1: it's code words for the record.
0: Code words sounds really weird and awkward to say, so I'm sticking with code word. <laughs> Bonus points if you type out pink umbrella as one word to make me write.
1: Wow. Well, that's not true. We don't like everyone. The Dursleys are a bag of assholes. We don't like the bag of assholes. <laughs> the bags of assholes? The bags of assholes.
0: <laughs> the luggage of assholes. The, l- <laughs> the satchels, of assholes. <laughs> satchels of assholes. Chapter 4 Keeper of the Keys. Harry finally gets to read his letter, which reads, You have been accepted to Hogwarts in the American version, but you have a place at Hogwarts in the British
1: version. Hmm. Also, when Hagrid sends the response letter to Dumbledore, letting, letting him know that he finally was able to give Harry his acceptance letter, he referred to him as Professor Dumbledore. He said, Dear Professor Dumbledore in the American version. And dear Mr. Dumbledore in the British version. And let's hear our favorite moments from episode four. Anyway, right. we're ranting again. Rambling. We're rantling again. Rantling? rantling. <laughs> oh, I heard that. Rantling. <laughs> yeah, that happened. You know what? That's our new word. We're rantling. <laughs> rantling. It's when we rambling rantily ramble. Okay. Well, I just said that rantling. rantling. There we go. <laughs> rantling. You know, yuck it up, funny gal. Oh, you think you're so? I'm making clever. a Muppet face right now. You, you are a Muppet face. <laughs> tell you what.
0: You I guess what I'm really there. just
1: more annoyed that Harry
0: hid. Okay. I don't think, okay, Harry's a Gryffindor. He's not gonna hide. Yeah. That's BS.
1: Yeah, but a dude the size of the door just knocked the door down. My ass and is hiding. Then apologized. Hiding. Yeah, but he didn't know. Like, are you literally telling me if somebody walked in this room right now, knocked down the door, your ass isn't hiding? I mean, I am a Gryffindor and a liar, you're, but it, you're hiding.
0: Whatever. Not behind a chimney. That didn't do any good. Maybe go. It obviously bed. did good
1: because he didn't. Hagrid didn't see him right away. Well,
0: no, that's totally like you don't have to be
1: faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than Dudley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In Chapter Five, Diagon Alley, Hagrid takes Harry to get his school supplies, and he hands him money. To buy their train tickets in the american version it refers to the bills to buy the train tickets in the british version it was the notes
1: mm-hmm. included in harry's acceptance letter so he would know what he needed to buy was a list of course books in the american version and set books in the british version this one is probably one of my favorite changes
0: mm-hmm. or least favorite changes i kind of wish they'd left it this way because Tom the bartender is described to look like a gummy walnut in the British version rather than a toothless walnut in the American version.
1: This immediately just makes me picture a, like a gummy shaped like a walnut. Like a like a gummy bear, but a walnut.
0: <laughs> and honestly, gummy walnut makes more sense to me than toothless walnut
1: because walnuts don't have teeth. Well, see, but I think they mean like gummy, like... I know. Okay. I know, but it
0: it. Act- <laughs> That's just like the mental
1: image that yes, gives you Yes, it gives me
0: a okay. better mental image because when I hear toothless walnut, I literally picture a walnut with teeth. Whereas when I hear gummy walnut, I literally picture a super wrinkled guy that has no teeth.
1: Sure. I don't know why. I don't know why either. It's, it's very interesting. When Harry asks Hagrid what Quidditch is, he uses soccer or football. So soccer in the American version, football in the British version, as a sports reference. This is also brought up several times in reference to Dean Thomas uh, and his poster, as well as his demanding of a red card when Slytherin was playing dirty during the first Quidditch match. And here are our favorite moments from Episode Five, where it's like na 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 bat balls. Yeah, it's really just our first example of you know little Nazi von douchebag. The second. Uh, Prejudices.
0: <laughs> Nazi Von Douchebag the Second. Yeah. Well, I yeah. did not see that coming.
1: Oh, I see what you did there. He changed, I mean, each character had a, has a if different If we didn't voice. know he was the
0: same person, we wouldn't have known he was the same person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that, sure. <laughs> just to make that nice and succinct. You just, you love to irritate me, don't you? Uh-huh. Ah.
0: Chapter Six... The journey from platform nine and three quarters. And this one is the day before Harry leaves for Hogwarts. He has to ask Vernon to take him to King's Cross Station the next day in the American version. And he says, take him to King's
1: Cross Station next day.
0: And they take out the the. Interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. When he's on the actual Hogwarts Express, a woman shows up to sell them food off of the cart in the american version or the trolley in the british version and that's also they say trolley in the movie too anything from the trolley dears and
0: of course harry buys a little bit of everything off of the trolley or cart and one of the things he gets are the birdie bots every flavored beans and ron tells him that george reckons he got a booger flavored one Mm -hmm. in the american version but a bogey flavored one in the British version, and I also want to point out that flavored in America is F L A V O R E D, and it's F L A V O U R E D. I love those British, British trying to cheat at Scrabble. Color and color, yeah,
1: they're do the same to, thing. They're trying to cheat at Scrabble. That's what they're doing. We're just and lazy and we leave news. out extra letters. Yeah. <laughs> you mean I have to write more letters? God, it's useless. Let's Don't just get rid of it. <gasps> Also, Ron's robes were a bit too short, and you could see his sneakers showing in the American version, but his trainers in the British version. And now we're going to hear some of our favorite moments from episode six. With the code word. Mm-hmm. Code word. I'm a Slytherin, I can hiss
0: all day. <laughs> Ron wouldn't try it, but Harry was brave enough to nibble on the end. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> sorry 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 sorry. you're not really sorry though <laughs> not at all <laughs> yeah i think it's it's just all about the trio and fuck neville fuck malfoy yeah. oh actually that's a
1: sandwich i'd be in <laughs> it's, it's so be the meat in a neville malfoy sandwich i really would
0: yeah i can't i can't even chapter seven the sorting hat This is one of the only changes that happened in the book that wasn't grammatical or language. But Philosopher's Stone omitted Dean Thomas's sorting. The book said only three people were left to be sorted. In the American version, it says there are three people left to be sorted, and then they list off Dean Thomas, Lisa Turpin, Ron Weasley, and Blaise Zabini, which of course, is actually four people. Yes. So in the British version, they just cut Dean out completely. So it was three people. But I don't see why they couldn't have just changed the three to four that's and say, there are four people left to be sorted instead of pulling odd. out a
1: whole character. Yeah, that's very odd. Also, when the table's clear of the meal after the, after the feast and all the desserts appear, we see Jell-O in the American version versus Jelly. The British version. Which of course, jelly is what we would call what
0: British call jam. Yeah. So jello, jelly, jam. Confusing. Yeah. I can see why they would change that one. Like why would they be serving bowls of
1: jelly? Mm-hmm. And now here are our favorite moments from episode seven. Well, I mean, technically he's not an owl, a cat, a toad, or a rat. He's a man. <gasps> a man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, and that's not allowed at all. I mean, the letter doesn't say anything about being allowed to bring your man to school. The Sorting Hat gets to sing a song, but not in the movie.
1: He did get like a pint of whiskey, though, because that (laughs) that Sorting Hat sounded drunk as fuck. Gryffindor! (laughs) Like, come on. When he's like, when he's talking to Ron, he's like, another Weasley. You're right, he kind of does. (laughs) Rafflepots! Huh. Oh, is it? Is that why it's a joke? You laughed. It's
0: out of pity. Goodness. <laughs> She's extra slither any today. Matthew Lewis Matthew has Lewis, such an yeah. accent that when he says, has anyone seen my toad, it actually sounded like, has anyone seen my Ted?" In chapter eight, the potions master, there was only one difference. The students waiting outside the classroom are standing up on their tiptoes to get a good look at Harry. Oh my God. But it describes them in the American book as they are lining up outside of classrooms. And in The Philosopher's Stone, they are queuing up. Mm-hmm. Which, I love that word queue because it's literally the letter Q and a whole bunch of silent letters lining up behind it.
1: Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> I didn't know what a queue was until I got Netflix. <laughs> I had to add things to my queue. yep. And I was like, cute. what was that?
0: And now here are our
1: favorite moments from episode eight. If you gotta save me from poison by making me eat a hairball, just let me die. And why rum? He's Irish. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying saying it's wrong because he didn't ask for whiskey? Right. Well, what rhymes with whiskey? Risky. Risky. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds like the fifth beetle. I can't remember what I've forgotten. Chapter 9, The Midnight Duel. This one actually didn't have any differences between the American and the British version, so well done. (laughs) So instead, we're just going to talk about our favorite moments from episode 9.
0: But I think Dumbledore is smart enough to add 2 and 2 and come up with Quirrell is shady as fuck.
1: Yeah, 2 plus 2 equals Quirrell is shady as fuck. That math checks out. Some solid math. It's the only math I can do. Solid math or Harry Potter math? I don't know. I can't really do either. This just worked out somehow. Hooch is crazy. Hooch is crazy. <laughs> sometimes they take away from Ron, but sometimes they give him good stuff too. Sometimes the director taketh, sometimes the director giveth. I had suggested maybe asking everyone if they thought that Aloha Mora would work on a deadbolt. But I think that that's a yes or no question. And I think you're a yes or no question. And the answer is yes. Uh, whether you want to or not, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> want to do a podcast, Katie? Yes. Well, apparently I do. <laughs> she does. <laughs> I really do. Chapter 10.
0: Halloween. Harry meets up with Oliver Wood. Oliver Wood. <laughs> to learn about Quidditch on the Quidditch field. In the American version...
1: But the Quidditch pitch in the British
0: version. Hmm.
1: Also, Oliver Wood hands Harry a bat before releasing the bludger so he can hit the bludger away. And in the American version, he refers to it as looking like a baseball bat. But in the British version, it looks like a rounders bat. I wonder if that means they
0: call baseball rounders or if there's something else that uses a bat that's called rounders
1: i was about thinking it. about i was thinking about like cricket but yeah
0: they, but then they could have said cricket bat
1: could have
0: didn't but to understand cricket you have to know what a crumpet is do you i do now <laughs> we'll get there i was just quoting ninja Turtles poorly apparently anywho uh, right before coral shows up at the halloween feast to inform them of the troll he let in harry is helping himself to a baked potato in the american version and a jacket potato in the British version. And I kind of love that they call the
1: skin a jacket. I just it makes me think of like a potato wearing a coat. Right? I like it. <laughs> and now for our
0: favorite moments from episode 10. And it just focuses on Wood explaining the Quidditch rules and rolls and balls. <laughs> balls. You, <laughs> you would. Yeah, and Wood's just like, not bad, Potter. You'd make a fair beater. <laughs>
1: Peter. oh god
0: are you done yet
1: (laughs) probably not but we can just keep rolling (laughs) i just wanted to like try my terrible accent and you gotta turn it into a thing and i was just trying to distract the people at home from your
0: terrible accent there are some things you can't share without ending up liking each other and knocking out a 12 foot mountain troll is one of them so is making a podcast we liked each other before then (laughs) don't believe a word she says katie loves me
1: yeah I do. Chapter 11: Quidditch. In Seamus's oh so encouraging motivational speech to Harry about needing to eat to keep up his strength because it's always the seekers who are clobbered in the American version. But in the British version, he says knobbled, nobbled. which just makes me think of nibbled and it's just it, just I don't know, it makes sounds... me think of knobs
0: yeah and there's just something hilarious about the word knob to me right. so and i know that that's k n-o-b yeah knob, but then this is nobbled n-o-b-b l-e-d but it's still it's it's where it puts my mind and it cracks me up i just it's, 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 it's always amazing. the seekers who get knobbled. it's
1: it just sounds gross i'm not even gonna lie. it's hilarious well let's hear some of our favorite moments from episode 11
0: It's okay, though, because they let Oliver Wood be the one to inspire Harry right before the match. Oliver Wood. Oliver Wood.
1: No, Oliver Wood.
0: That's what I said, Oliver Wood.
1: But Oliver Wood, though.
0: (laughs) You don't see how it's different.
1: It's very different.
0: (laughs) But how the fuck does Hermione get down the stairs to the other side of the pitch and up? Maybe she apparated. You can't apparate inside the Hogwarts
1: grounds. (laughs) I know, I just wanted to see if I could make you go all Hermione on me. Because that's hard to do. Not really, but it's still fun. <laughs> I love McGonagall's reaction to Gryffindor winning, though. She's like, she's got this haughty look on her face. She's like, I'm so smart for making Harry Potter seeker." Ten points to McGonagall. Like, <laughs> she's just so happy with herself. <laughs> she did look pretty smug. <laughs>
0: Chapter 12, The Mirror of Erised. So this is over the holidays, and once the holidays get started, Harry and Ron are super excited because they can finally get the good seats in front of the fire in their common room, and they basically toasted everything that they could. And in that list of things, the American version included English muffins. The British version calls
1: them crumpets. Huh. And this was also our trivia question from last week. So yes. Tea and crumpets is yep. what I always think of. And now it's just weird to think of it as tea and English muffins. Right, crumperces sound so much better. And fancier. (laughs) On Christmas morning, Ron wishes Harry a happy Christmas in the British version, but a merry Christmas in the American version like we do. We talked about this one in our Christmas Potterheads a History episode with Carly as well. We sure did. Mm -hmm. Harry's present
0: from Hermione was said to also include candy, in the American version mm-hmm. but to also include sweets in the British version and it was a box of chocolate frogs which became rather important in the book for well yeah reminding Harry mm-hmm. just who Nicholas Flamel was because he had read it on the back of a chocolate frog card
1: at Christmas after Harry and the Weasleys have a big snowball fight and they break in Harry's new chess set. They have a meal of various foods in the American version and a tea of various foods in the British version.
0: And then later on that night, when Harry decides to take his invisibility cloak out for the first time, he ends up in an empty classroom where he finds the Mirror of Erisend. But in the American version, it's described as an unused classroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In the British version, it's described as a disused classroom. Hmm. And now for our favorite moments from episode 12.
1: Yeah, and in the film, Harry basically just runs right into Snape confronting Coral, who looks his usual squirrely self. Yeah, I don't know why. I wouldn't mind being pushed up
0: against a wall by Alan Rickman.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he grew up with his mother's sister, like. Who is a. Mrs. Purse of Assholes. A purse of Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> She's a handbag of assholes, is what she is. (laughs) A handbag of (laughs) assholes. He walks up behind him, and Harry's like, Oh my god, Professor Dumberdur! Oh my god, Professor Dumberdur! Oh my god. (laughs) This is maybe a little bit too funny to us.
0: (laughs) I think we just found her episode title. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god, Professor (laughs) Dumberdur!
1: gonna be fun to figure out how to spell (laughs) right (laughs) chapter 13 nicholas flamel after the quidditch practice where harry learns about snape refereeing the next quidditch match wood pulls him aside to tell him no pressure but catch the snitch fast and he tells him that in the locker room in the american version and the changing room in the british version and now here are our favorite moments from episode 13 Oh, so maybe that means that my deepest desire would be healthy lungs. You know, healthy lungs and Oliver Wood. Hmm. A puppy pile with all of her wood. Mm. Homer Simpson drool. Mm. Oliver Wood. Aww. The mm-hmm.
0: book had this conversation out in the forest so that it was truly private. And the only person who knew about it was Harry. No filchus interruptus. Filch Filch's interruptus? That sounds like an intestinal problem. I'm not entirely sure that Filch isn't an intestinal problem. <laughs> Comment under the post with the answer and the code word, hashtag Norbert. Whoa, wait, what? No, I don't want it to be a hashtag. Then it has to be one word. I know. Chapter 14, Norbert, the Norwegian Richback. In the beginning of this chapter, Hermione is annoying the hell out of Harry and Ron because she has drawn herself up study schedules in Sorcerer's Stone and revision timetables in Philosopher's Stone, but she keeps insisting that they should do it too. And then eventually, throughout the series, she just gives up on that and starts doing it for him.
1: Well, she should have just done that to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harry and Hermione are also trying to get Norbert up to the astronomy tower and they see Professor McGonagall punishing Malfoy for being out of bed and she's wearing her bathrobe in the American version and her dressing gown in the British version. So obviously she was woken up from
0: a sleep, which we established in episode 14 that you just don't do that.
1: Yes, this was the inciting incident for the severe student smackdown which makes a pretty excellent segue
0: into our favorite moments from episode 14. It does. Even though it actually falls in episode 15, it's still definitely a favorite moment and a good segue. And Ron and Fang becoming BFFs forever. Uh, saying forever was unnecessary. necessary best friends forever forever. Forever ever? Forever ever? I'm just saying it's redundant
1: and repetitive. Department of Redundancy Department, how can I help you? By getting us back on track for our episode. Right. Just keep rolling. The trio are talking to Hagrid about the Sorcerer's Stone in Hagrid's hut, where they are meeting with Hagrid to discuss the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes, thank you, Department of Redundancy Department. Dinada, you're welcome. Goodbye and so long. Hagrid's an animal lover. Why is he cooking and eating stoats? They're adorable. I mean, I think cows are adorable, but I'm still gonna eat the fuck out of hamburger. But how many people do you know that
0: have cows as a Patronus? I feel like Justin will have something to say about this. His Patronus
1: is a stoat. People have deer as patronus, Patroni, Patroniuses, but venison is still a thing. I don't know.
0: It still seems weird to me. Stoats are too cute to eat, and they don't even really have enough meat on them. Enough to make a sandwich, apparently. Poor little (laughs) Stoaties. I find it kind of funny when people try to say that Hagrid was the father figure, because... He let
1: him do a lot of stupid shit. Yeah, and
0: he did a lot of stupid... He wasn't... Like, I think of him as the fun uncle...
1: Yeah, Funkel.
0: Yeah, he's the Funkle. Funkel Hagrid. Funkle Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 15, The Forbidden Forest. Again, we're looking at this studying versus revision. In the American version, Harry thinks that Hermione's going to be upset that she'll lose an evening studying. And then in the British version, it's losing an evening of revision when they have their detention.
1: Sure. And then after losing so many points, Harry, Ron, and Hermione keep to themselves and prepare for exams and try to learn the charms and spells by heart in the American version. But they try to learn the charms and spells off by heart in the British version, which is kind of weird. But go on with it. Yep. (laughs) This
0: one is interesting, I think. When Nazi von the II, a.k.a. ass Snitch, is worried about the werewolves in the Forbidden Forest, Filch says, that's your lookout, isn't it? Should have thought about them werewolves before you got in trouble, shouldn't you? In the Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. In the Sorcerer's Stone, it's that's your problem, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's problem versus lookout. And the only thing I can think is that like, you should have looked out for the consequences before... yeah making your choices i like that one i would i don't think i've ever heard that one before at all yeah it's interesting i can understand why that one was switched very mm-hmm. much and now for our favorite moments from episode 15 so he was not part of the dragon sneaking cloak forgetting points losing detention
1: earning shenanigans well done thank you <laughs> mcgonagall has shown up to chew bubblegum and punish students out of bed and She's all out of bubblegum. I am now trying to imagine <laughs> McGonagall chewing bubblegum. Yeah, I don't see
0: that. Yeah, I, I think that's up there with letting her hair down. <gasps>
1: Scandalous. Oh my. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Love it. Come see Minerva McGonagall in the severe student smackdown of the century. Chapter 16 Through the Trapdoor. In this, Harry is rantling about how he should have seen it before. Hagrid has always wanted a dragon, and the stranger in the pub just happens to have one. And Ron is just looking at him like he's lost his mind. And he says, what are you on about? In the British version. But in the American version, he says, what are you talking about? Which I always prefer on. Yeah, what are you you on about? I just, that's, that just sounds so much nicer to me. I don't know why. Because it's British and fancy, I guess. Yeah. It's it's the accent, let's be honest. Yeah. Let's Half of this shit going. sounds
0: better because of the
1: accent. Yeah. If I just came up to you and said, what are you on about? It doesn't sound nearly as good. No. Don't make that face at me. It didn't I was sound just nearly that good. Well, I was just agreeing with your point. My fine. face just happened to strongly agree. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to listen to some of my favorite moments from chapter 16. Maybe that'll cheer you up. Maybe it will. Hagrid whittled
0: Harry a wooden flute for Christmas, but we didn't see that in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe he made it for him and decided to keep it because he's a greedy bastard. Right, because greedy bastard is exactly the way to sum up Funkel Hagrid. <laughs> Not even a little.
0: After flouncing away, and I assume that Book Snape flounces too, but That's after out. flouncing away, he pauses and turns back to tell them that any more nighttime wanderings and he will personally make sure Harry is expelled.
1: Like he could actually
0: make that happen. Right. Dumbledore would be like, yeah, sure, Severus, Harry shouldn't be out of bed, but I'm Dumbledore and I do what I want. Ten
1: points to Gryffindor. (laughs) In the movie, Ron said that Hermione is brilliant, but scary. And I think this is also the best way to describe you sometimes. Aw, I'm not sure how to respond. I'm a little touched. In the head. I mean,
0: there's that too. But let's just keep rolling. (laughs) Chapter 17, The Man with Two Faces So we actually make it through all of the dramatics with Quarrel and Voldemort. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: Harry is waking up in the hospital wing. And it looks like his friends and admirers have sent him half the candy shop in Sorcerer's Stone, but half the sweet shop in Philosopher's Stone. Oh, sure.
1: Goes back to the sweet versus candy. Dumbledore says that the Weasley twins were responsible for trying to send him a toilet seat in the American version, and a lavatory seat in the British version. But that Madame Pomfrey confiscated it. And throughout the rest of the book, they then refer to it as a toilet seat. So I think this was more a Dumbledore being Dumbledore, more proper kind of thing. But they did change it to toilet seat in the American version.
0: In reference to Madame Pomfrey, when Harry was begging her to let Ron and Hermione visit him in the hospital wing, the American version says,
1: the nurse and the British version says the matron. Mm. Dumbledore theorized that Snape worked so hard to protect Harry this year so that it would make him and Harry's father even in the Sorcerer's Stone and quits in the Philosopher's Stone.
0: Ron calls Dumbledore off his rocker, but is impressed with just how crazy he is in the American version and how mad he is in the British version.
1: Once Dumbledore gave out the last minute points to Ron, Hermione, and Harry, Gryffindor's score was the same as Slytherin's, or tied in the American version and drawn in the British version at 472. And the very last difference that we have to share with you
0: is Hermione's standings due to her exam results. In the American version, she had the best grades of the first years. And in the British version, she came top of the year. Of course she did. And here are our favorite moments from episode 17. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish that Voldemort's voice had been muffled before the turban was removed.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> <"What's> the phone? <laughs> oh, my God. That's he he's like... What him. What? What I to him. What? to him. What? Oh, for God's sake, let me just take this thing off. Yes. Voldy has no sympathy for the asshole. Asshole. <laughs> yeah, in the movie, Harry lunges toward Quirrell and grabs his face, committing some justifiable homicide on Quirrell's ass. On his ash. On Quirrell's
0: ash. Are you, are you done with the ash jokes? By the time this episode comes out, you will appreciate
1: them. It's a slow burn. Oh, Jesus Christ. Though <laughs> so how funny would it have been if Dumbledore did the math wrong and Gryffindor still didn't win? <laughs>
0: yes. I can just see it. Dumbledore's all like, if my calculations are correct, a change of decoration is needed. And Snape is saying, um, Professor, no. Slytherin is still the winner. And Dumbledore just thinks he's being a sore loser. <laughs> and then you
1: have McGonagall in the background in the background, and she can clearly math, obviously, because she's McGonagall. So she's absolutely aware that Gryffindor didn't win, and going through a struggle, like, does she tell him? Honesty wins out. She leans forward and whispers into Dumbledore's ear,
0: you know. And then Dumbledore squints down at a blank napkin (laughs) and pretends that he wrote the points on it and says, I can't read my own writing. Neville was supposed to get, um, two plus... Let's carry the one. <laughs> 17 points! Yes, that was a 17, not a 10. <laughs> Here we are at the end of the first
1: book. Do, 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 do. Roll, credits. roll credits. Roll credits. Oh, wait, we can't because we got some Potter Ponderings. Or a Potter Pondering. Fine, we have a Potter Pondering. Our Potter
0: Pondering for this week is what were your favorite parts? from our episodes covering Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You can find the post on our Facebook
1: page and share your thoughts there. Can't wait to hear from you. This week's Sorting Hat story is from Christina Mary Hyden. She says, At Pottermore, I was sorted into Gryffindor, but I feel more at ease and home with Hufflepuff. I don't know my wand. As far as how I came to be a fan, it was a surprise. At first I avoided things, as I thought it was too mainstream— but then saw the first movie and I was captivated. I'm not sure how long it took me to get and read the first book, but as I look at my shelves I see 1-4 through four in soft cover and 5-7 through seven in hardcover. I made some new friends with this fandom and have great memories. I made my nephew a potions chest. She sent us pictures of this and it's a wooden trunk-like box with the inside lined in gold and filled with different containers and bottles and old-fashioned keys and stuff. It's really, really neat. She continues on telling us about different adventures she went on with friends and family. She says, I went to a Harry Potter mystery event at a bookshop with my sister and her best friend. My nephew and I went to a Wizard Fest this past fall or summer. And in the fall of 2016, I got to go to the WB Studio Tour in Leavesden, thanks to my man up near Newcastle who got us tickets. And he's not even a fan. So I give thanks to the world of Harry Potter for all the adventures it has brought my way. Thanks for sharing with us, Christina. Mm Mm-hmm. This week's trivia question is,
0: What does Harry see in the Dursley's Hedge at the start of the Chamber of Secrets? The prize for the first one who responds with the correct answer, and the code word, hashtag jiggerypokery, will get a Bitch is a Witch, Motherfuckers a
1: Wizard, Just Keep Rolling, or a Pride sticker. Another way to get a sticker is to rate and review us. If you are an Apple person, you can do it through the Apple Podcast or iTunes app. If you don't have Apple, you can write a recommendation on our Facebook page. Then email us at justkeeprolling at gmail.com to let us know you did, and we'll get back to you to figure out which sticker you want and where to send it. Don't forget to find us
0: and follow us on Facebook at JKR Podcast and Twitter and Instagram at Just Keep Rolling. If you'd like to support us as a patron for extra perks, you can go to patreon.com slash justkeeprolling. As always, any support you can give is greatly appreciated. Join us next week when we start Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets with Chapter 1, The Worst Birthday, and its corresponding film scenes.
1: Thanks for listening. We hope you hear us again. I'm Katie.
0: I'm Ellen. Until the next time, just just keep keep rolling.